0: If you like hearing some POWERFUL stories of revenge, make sure to hit the like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by meltdown, parking spot stealing douche waffle gets his Lexus set on fire. While not as nuclear as some stories I've read, proportionate to the crime I'd say this counts, set the Wayback Machine to the year 2000. I'm living in a crappy apartment over a storefront so parking was limited. Now this was the middle of winter and I didn't have a car at that period in my life but my girlfriend at the time did. She was coming over in a couple hours and finding parking on the street is a gamble so I wanted to dig out a parking spot for her out of the snowbank in the alley behind my building. I didn't own a snow shovel, so using a hammer, old plastic ice cream bucket, and my bare hands, I dug out a chunk about 3 meters by 2 meters by 2 meters to make room for her to park. I don't know if you can appreciate how much snow that is, but it was a lot of work. Especially considering my lack of proper equipment, this isn't fresh fallen snow either. This is a snowbank packed by a plow, practically ice. But whatever, we do crazy things for love right? But apparently I'd had too much faith in humanity. I thought the cardboard sign I left in the newly cleared parking spot that said, I spent an hour and a half digging this out for someone specific, please do not park here would be enough. Nope. Wouldn't be riding this if it had been. Naturally, some thunder runt of a Lexus owner threw the sign in a dumpster and stole the spot. I remember it was red. I was going to post a link to a pic of the car that resembles it, but it's kind of irrelevant anyway. I hadn't told my girlfriend about my plan to dig out the parking spot, mostly because I didn't want to look like a wuss if it was too much work and I gave up. So I just stewed on it, imagining all the things I could do. My girlfriend ended up finding a spot on the street a block away, and we had a good evening anyway. She had to work the next day, so she took off around 2am and I stayed up until maybe around 4am. The car was still there and I was still pissed. By this time, all the bars were closed, the neighbors were asleep. And the streets were quiet couldn't ask for a better opportunity to ruin someone's crap i went outside with a bottle of anhydrous isopropanol i kept around as a solvent doused the car's tires and set them on fire i nabbed the cardboard sign from the dumpster and used it to quickly scrape the snow and cover my tracks and then took it inside with me no point leaving evidence behind over the course of the next few minutes i heard bang kapow blam boom as the tires burst one by one. I had honestly expected the whole car to go up in flames, but each burst was apparently forceful enough to put out each individual tire as well as blast out a sizable divot in the snowpack. Nothing happened until the next day, but police were eventually called. They were knocking on doors, asking if anyone saw something, nope, sorry, must have slept right through it. Good luck officer, hope you catch the guy. I turned on my police scanner to keep tabs on things, mostly out of fear of getting caught, but there were no witnesses and I learned the owner only had liability insurance. What kind of idiot buys a Lexus but not full coverage? I would soon find out. When I went outside to survey my handiwork under the guise of taking out the trash and being a curious resident, oh man, yeah that guy was gonna need to get his whole car resprayed. The car looked fine structurally but I did probably more than two grand worth of cosmetic damage, not to mention needing four new tires. I also got a look at the guy who owned the car. And the image I created in my head of what a person would look like that would so unapologetically steal someone's hard work was completely accurate. He was a grade A first class board certified textbook D-bag. Orange fake tan, way too much hair product, leather pants, weapons grade douchery. A decade before Jersey Shore was a thing, I regret nothing. Never saw that car again. Got away scot free. Be honest, if it was snowing harshly and there were no parking spaces around whatsoever, you see one perfectly shoveled out parking space, but it has this sign saying, I shoveled this out, please don't park here. Would you ignore the sign and park there anyway? Or would you try and find a spot blocks away that's just a lot less convenient? Let me know about you guys in the comments down below. Our next story is by RumpelForskin990, Scumbag does $2,000 damage to my car, steals my best friend's motorcycle while recovering from dental surgery, gets whole life destroyed for years. This happened several years ago, but first, let's meet the cast. There's me, best friend, and of course, the star of the show, Scumbag. First, a little bit of background. There was this homeless, he wasn't truly homeless, scumbag who I was sheltering in my house while he looked for a place to stay. I wanted to help him out and help him get back on his feet. He'd been problematic for a while. He was pooing in the trash can, peeing in soda bottles everywhere, and lying to everyone all the time. He wasn't even good at lying. He was one of those pathological liars who can't tell the truth to save their life. And when he got a BB gun, he shot out my neighbor's window. This'll become relevant at the end. The list of sketchy stuff Scumbag did could go on for days. But that's not what I'm writing this about, though it certainly does factor into the revenge. Now on to the main event. While one of my buddies needed a ride to the train station and I was too tired to drive, I let him take my car and drive him to the train station. When he came back, my front bumper was on the ground and he duct taped it back on. He claimed he was t-boned at an intersection and injured his leg. He went to the hospital, faked his injury and came back with crutches so I'd buy it. When I asked the police in the town he said it happened in, whom he said he had filed a report with. They told me no such event had been reported and they had no clue what I was talking about. I later found out through my buddy who was in the car with him that he was doing donuts in a parking lot and hit a tree. So shame on me for letting someone drive my car, I know. It was a very stupid decision on my part. The cost of repairing my car came out to be $2000 and I couldn't get insurance to cover it, so the repairs came out of my pocket. So I gave him the benefit of the opportunity to make things right and said, alright, pay for the cost of repairs and I'll forgive the transgression. He already had a minimum wage job, so I expected him to pay me every week until it was paid off. After two weeks, he stopped, so I took his PS3 and safe as collateral and said I'd give it back when he paid me back, and if he didn't, I'd sell it to cover the costs. A few weeks later, my best friend who was also staying with me had his wisdom teeth removed. He was in a ton of pain. That dental pain is the worst. Scumbag said he needed to go to the store. He let scumbag take the bike to the grocery store, but after a while we became suspicious. He called saying the bike wouldn't start. I drove over to the store he said he was at, and he and the motorcycle were nowhere to be found. The store was 10 minutes away. We called him and said bring it back now or else we'll report it stolen. When he came back later that evening with a girl, he made up a BS excuse as to why the motorcycle had 130 miles on the odometer. The way he told it made it clear he had no clue how mechanical odometers work. They don't glitch and jump ahead 130 miles like he said it did. My best friend would know, he's constantly pulling his bike apart and making repairs and modifications to it. I grilled him about the fact that he was never where he said he was. We deduced that he had rode the bike to his hometown to pick up his girlfriend and back and lied about everything. That was the last straw that broke the camel's back and a very bad mistake. My best friend and I were trembling with rage when we threw him and his girl out the front door to the curb. This is where the nuclear revenge begins. Scumbag was dumb enough to leave all of his passwords saved on the laptop we loaned him while he was with us. We got his email and changed the password. Once you've got someone's email, you've got everything else by default. We got his social media accounts and financial accounts and reset their passwords too. It was hysterical seeing the flurry of password reset emails coming in. You know we had him in the bag and was frantically trying to salvage his situation. He had opened a bank account at the local bank to deposit his paychecks checks from his local cashier job while he was in the area. We emptied the whole thing for a total of $2,500. Imagine my shock. I kept the $2,000 from my car and gave the remaining $500 to best friend for his troubles and having my back. We then sold his PS3 on Craigslist and split that 50-50. We eventually opened his safe and it was full of random papers and earbuds of no value, but it did have his debit card and one of the papers had his PIN on it, which is how he emptied his bank account. In addition to that, while he's on the way out, I go to the store he was working at and tell his boss he won't be showing up this afternoon and to consider him to be quit. I explained why. The manager was cool about it, but told me he can't take my word for it. In any event, he was never seen at that establishment again. So sooner or later, that manager was going to have to take my word for it. But we're not done yet, we still have a social life to destroy. We hijack his Facebook and make all of his friends hate him. We make posts about crappy stuff he did. We make posts about eating his poop. We make posts exclaiming his love of all manners of debauchery and degeneracy. We start petty fights with his friends list in the DMs. We go under their walls and say snarky, nasty crap. We turned everyone against him and in the process of destroying his social life, a bunch of girls he abused and who lurked on his page came out of the woodwork praising us for taking him down a peg. It's been years, and he still doesn't have a social media presence. A few weeks go by, and we get a package in the mail from him. Turns out he wasn't homeless, and completely out of options like he said. Big surprise, I know. The package was mailed from his parents' house. It's an empty threat to sue me overflowing with hilariously made up lies and pages of screenshots of what we did to his social media. Me and best friend are laughing our butts off reading it. He said he left town because the bills were too much. He never did sue us and we even taunted his bluff with our new Facebook account. The reason why he thought this would fly is the neighbor threatened to sue us over the window he broke and we paid for the replacement window. So he thought that the mere threat of a lawsuit would be enough to put an end to the revenge. I still have his lawsuit letter because I like to read it for a good chuckle every now and then. I'm thinking of framing it on my wall as a trophy. Last I heard, he's completely destitute and has zero friends now that everyone knows how much of a terrible person he is. Even his parents got sick of his manipulative behavior. His girlfriend didn't take long to wise up and apologize to us, so what's the real lesson of the story protect the ever-loving crap out of your email because that's all anyone needs to gain access to everything else you do and completely ruin you also don't save your passwords on the computers of the people you're screwing over i mean i have to agree you do want to protect your email because that's kind of a central hub if you use that same email for everything Social medias, bank accounts, credit monitoring, even potentially lower stuff like Amazon, Fast Food, Play Store, or iCloud, there's a lot of damage that somebody can do with your email. I'm definitely not going to say what OP did here was right, because there was a lot done to this guy, but the guy was a lying, stealing jerk, so how sorry could you really feel for him? And our final story of the day is by Drumhead. Entitled ladies, Porsche loses tires. Okay, so this story took place back when I was in Florida in the early 90s. It does involve an act of vandalism that's connected to revenge. Hopefully it won't be removed and hopefully it'll count as nuclear revenge. Anyway, South Florida was devastated by Hurricane Andrew. My dad was part of a local charity, that was set up day after day at a local market seeking donations from shoppers to give to food banks you have to understand this storm left many people homeless and without power in some cases for six plus months in florida heat and humidity my father was legally disabled from a serious car accident he was hit by a drunk driver in the early 80s and suffered from relentless hip and back problems it never killed his heart or kindness to others hence the charity work. One day, he was about to pull into the disabled space at the local market, to go buy a few items to donate to the hurricane charity. Right before he's about to pull in, this lady pulls into the space in this shiny red Porsche. My dad parks behind her and says, excuse me ma'am, I was about to pull in there, and also points to his disabled placard in the window. She says to him, pfft, you don't look disabled. And proceeded to walk into the store for anyone who has a relative who uses a disabled space you know the frustration of this situation and the anger one feels my dad seemingly unfazed waits until she goes into the store and then gets out and snips the valve stems on all four tires flattening but not destroying all of them He then pulls into another space not far away and just waits about 15 minutes later the lady comes out and is shrieking about her car being vandalized my dad's far enough away so she can't see him but he can hear everything she calls the police big mistake she files a report for vandalism and the police give her a ticket for being parked in the disabled space with no placard about 250 dollars at the time The cops leave and she calls a tow truck. As the car's being loaded onto the truck, my dad pulls up and says to her, You don't look disabled, but your car sure is, and then drives off. My dad could be a nice guy and pure savage when he needed to be. I don't necessarily approve of what OP's dad did here, but I mean, come on. Somebody in a shiny red Porsche parking in the disabled spot, when obviously they don't have any disability. It makes it kinda wanna cheer for the outcome here because they're just a total jerk. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices.